for checking out the Hope Culture Church podcast. To learn more and to stay connected, visit www.hopeculturechurch.com or follow us on social media at Hope Culture Church. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Hey, Hope Culture Church family, welcome to Church Online, almost as good as church in person. Um, we're so <laughs> glad you're here. We love you guys. We can't wait to be back together. We say that every week yes. because we mean it. Um, but we're excited. We're continuing our series, as you just saw in that video, What's Next? Um, taking our next step on our spiritual journey, which is really what our church is all about, yeah. helping people find hope and take their next step in following Jesus. Because we as a church, not we as Dan and Abigail, but we as a church are on a mission to reach the world with the good news right. of Jesus Christ. Yeah, so good. That's what we're all about. And so for this this series, we've had a theme verse um, that's talking about what we do, that how are we going to move people forward? How do we take our next step? Yeah. So let's read that and then... All right, Proverbs 29, 18 says, If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. We really believe that the most fun that you will have on this journey called life, on your spiritual journey, is not staying where you are right now. Some of you might feel stuck, um, but God has more for your life. And we want to help you take those next Steps, And that's kind of what this series is called, Next Steps. And we really believe that there's always a next step on this journey with Jesus. And we want to help you take that. And so um, we really believe that when you take those next steps with God, that, that you will experience real joy. Because there is a joy um, and there is a flourishing that comes when we're on the right path with God. And so um, that's kind of what those four things are. Yeah, we've shared with you from Psalm 16 that there's a path of life that God lays out. And then it leads to joy, that there's joy in His presence when mm-hmm. we walk the steps that he has for us when we have a picture of where he's leading us. So we've talked about how there's four things that we believe help us take our next step. And those are know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. Know God. We talked about that on Easter. It's not enough to know about God. We need to truly know him, to have a relationship with him, to um, have an intimate understanding of who he is and who we are and, and all that goes with knowing God. And that leads to what we talked about last week, finding freedom. That when we know the truth, the truth will set us free. That we, we're given freedom from sin. We're given fr- freedom from its power. We're given freedom to walk out the life that God is calling us to live. Which leads us to this week, yes. which is discovering your purpose. That's and then right. next week we're going to talk about making a difference. They really do flow one into each other. Yeah. And it's a continual cycle we go through. Yeah. But the reality is, is most people get stuck in the middle. Yeah. Um, seminaries did a study and 87% of Christians, of followers of Jesus, people who go to church um, are stuck in the find freedom, discover your purpose category. One of those two Mm -hmm. or somewhere in between Mm -hmm. because that's the reality is we begin a relationship with God. We know him. We love him. We're trying to read our Bible. We're trying to go to church or or do these different things. Um, But often we still get stuck and don't move forward and yeah. walking in freedom and yeah. hopefully last week helped you hopefully you're you're digging into god's word and realizing what he says and the power you have access to and that's um led to some freedom in your life and so we want to talk this week about discovering your purpose because yeah. that's huge if if the majority of christians don't understand their purpose um that's a big deal yeah. we're a body first corinthians 12 paul says we're the body of Christ. And if 87% of the body doesn't know what problem. they're supposed to be doing, yeah. yeah, you know, that would lead to me being in a wheelchair or probably dead. Yeah. 87% 80... of the body wasn't doing what it's supposed to be doing, what it's created for. Because the reality is yeah. you were created on purpose, for a purpose. And we truly believe that from the bottom of our hearts, that every person is uniquely made in God's image and has yeah. a purpose that he's created them for. And that's what we're talking about today. 
how do you discover your purpose and what are the things that hold us back from discovering our purpose? Yeah, okay, so we think that there are three enemies. We wanna talk about the things that hold you back first. And we think that there's three different things that hold you back from living out your purpose. And so we like alliteration around here. So there are three C's to help you remember. And you know, this uh, message this morning is a great one to take notes to. So grab your notebook or pull out your phone and pull out the notes app and maybe jot down some notes. So the three C's for my note takers, the first one, is confusion. Confusion is often something that holds us back from living our purpose. It's simply, we don't know what our purpose is. Um, you may not know, know what your role is in the body of Christ, because we all have a role. Um, the scriptures talk about how we are all part of a body. So there's an eye, right? There's a hand, there's a foot, and you just may not know what your pl place is or what your part is. So that leads to confusion. So that's the first one. Or maybe one. you didn't even know there was supposed to be. You were supposed to be a part. Right. Like you never even thought about it. Or yeah. you've had that moment where you're like, what is my purpose? And you yeah. just, you know, you're confused. You didn't, you didn't yeah. ever think about it. Yeah. So that might resonate with you. The second one is, and this I think is, is a big one. The second one is comparison. Um, for many of us, you don't see your purpose because you're too focused on everyone else's. Does that resonate with any of you? Um, that comparison, I think, is easier than ever before in history because of social media. We have social media that we can constantly, constantly look at and see um, other people's marriage, you know, their marriage, their job, their money, yeah. um, their house, their car, or like their hair, their body weight, whatever it is. And you know, that's not even what their real life looks like either. That is just their highlight reel. Um, it's not always reality, yeah, but we, right. we have a constant... Um, feed of, of comparison that's um, being thrown at us. And this is where I think social media can do us a great disservice, is that it creates um, so much comparison and um, so much confusion also in what is our true purpose for me individually or for you individually. And so I think um, during quarantine, we are on social media more than, than normal. My screen time and has gone up. Yeah, my screen time has gone up. Reminder. Oh, it's brutal. It's hard. <laughs> it's real. Um, so, so many of us are on social media more than ever. And so you know what I'm talking about, that comparison um, that their life or their calling looks a lot greater than my own calling. And um, that often is an enemy to our um, to our own purpose and our calling. So listen, you will always be unsatisfied when you are comparing your life and your purpose to somebody else's calling and desiring someone else's portion when God has a portion for you to That's walk good. out. You will always be miserable if you are constantly comparing to someone else's calling because your calling is not their calling and their calling is not your calling. And so only you can walk out the purpose that God has for you because we believe we are each uniquely made. And so because of that, only you can do what God is calling you to do. Yeah, and I'm paraphrasing here, but you know that Einstein quote where it's something about like, 
the monkey and the elephant and another animal, and they all have like different strengths and weaknesses. And his point is, if you test all of them by how well they can climb a tree, right. then the other ones are always failing. Yeah, and so there good. is something about how are you uniquely wired and made, and what mm -hmm. are you created for? Yeah. Don't try to live out somebody else's purpose, because that's going to lead to your own frustration and lack of joy, like Abigail is saying. So yeah. for our note takers who just ran to the other room to get their notes and come back, what was the first one? The first one is um, confusion. The second one is comparison. And then confusion the third and one. Comparison. The third one is counterfeit. Romans 12 talks about copying the behaviors and the patterns of the world. It says not to do that, but don't be conformed to the world or the ways that the world is doing things, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the reality is, is so many of us are doing things the way others have yeah. or the way that we see others doing it. And that's a lot of the problems in our culture is that we're all chasing after things that we're assuming are going to make us happy mm. because everybody else is saying it's going to make them happy. And really, we're not living out what God has caused us to do. But the way to get out of that is he says you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're changing the way you think about it, which is our goal for today. Mm. We want to give you a few different ways to think differently about how to unwrap your calling to discover your purpose because you know we're not just created for a career we're really created for a calling That's right. and it's not that having a job or making money or those things are bad in fact they're necessary mm -hmm. um, but in that what is your calling what is God calling you to one one thing we like to ask is if if Jesus was doing what you were doing how would he do it yeah because maybe your purpose is in what you're doing like maybe you are actually in the right career field or maybe you are doing the right thing or or, or god has moved you to that right spot but are you doing it in the way he intended that's you to so good. yeah that's so good so those things can hold you back mm -hmm. when we're confused when we're when we're comparing mm -hmm. or when we're copying or, or, or having a counterfeit yeah. calling those that's things can good. hold us back but we yeah. want to discover what our real purpose is so we we're yeah. looking at four different ways that we found in the Bible. Yeah. Um, there's probably more than four. Yeah. I'm sure there is. God reveals himself in a number of different ways. But what we did is we looked for, for stories and examples of people in the Bible who are called to something and yeah. how did God call them so that we could use yeah, that. That's so good. Yeah. So our heart for you is that you would really be able to say, I am doing the thing that God has called me to do. Yeah. I am doing the thing that God has made for me to do. Um, we want you to be able to say, I was made for this. I was made yeah. for this moment and made to do this thing. This is how God created me. And so these are four, four things that we see in the Bible, um, how God reveals to us um, his purpose for us. And so we're going to look to the scriptures. And if you're taking notes, the first one is the call from birth. Yeah. Um, some of you, many of you, um, have felt that call, maybe from an early age that you sensed something. Um, you sensed that this is the thing that I'm supposed to do. Um, from a young age, maybe um, maybe you felt that from a young age, and then life kind of happened. Maybe uh, you got married and had a whole bunch of kids or got into debt or whatever it is that life happened, and you kind of veered away from that calling that you really sensed from a, from a young age or something that was really spoken over you from um, a young age. You know, a call of God is irrevocable. Um, no matter how you may feel that you have strayed from your calling, um, the, the call of God doesn't change. And so a good example of this in the Bible is from the prophet Jeremiah. So we're going to look at Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4. And it says, 
Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Yeah. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Listen, God formed you. God knows you. And God set you apart for such a time as this. And so it goes on to say, Alas, sovereign God, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them. For I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. I love how God says to Jeremiah, don't say that. Don't, don't say, that. say don't you're say too that. young. Stop, Stop it. Yeah, don't, don't disqualify yourself. So many of you may have talked yourself down or talked yourself out of that calling that you sense God um, putting on your life because... Right. You may have looked at it or may you may have looked at the calling and said, there is no way that I can do that. You might look at your own resume and think it's impossible. That calling feels too great and, and too impossible. You might even say, I'm too young or I'm not qualified to do that. Um, but don't say that. You know, the God who formed you made you with a purpose in mind. He, did, he didn't make us and say, now what do I do with this creation? You know, right. he had the purpose in his mind before he formed you, before he created you. He had purpose for you and as he formed you that purpose came to be and so there's no accidents here with God um, he didn't accidentally call you he created you with with a purpose and That's you know so this really rings true for me personally in my life um, this is part of my story I felt from a young age kind of a calling to ministry and it's hard to even fully explain um, as a young child but um, my mom would tell me as a young child that I would line up my dolls and I would teach them and evangelize them and um, lead them to Jesus and so <laughs> even from a young age it was something on my heart and um, although I couldn't articulate it then I think it really solidified for me when I was in high school and some people that I greatly respected and loved and some people who loved me spoke into my life and said Abigail I see a calling on your life to ministry That's and powerful. so it solidified for me it changed the course for me um, changed uh, my decisions and just the rest of my life really and so um, now my life is a testimony of some of those moments as a child um, where I, I know my calling and I know what I um, am called to do I know what my purpose is and so I will keep living out this calling for the rest of my life and so for me it happened um, from a young age but listen a calling from God is irrevocable and it is never too late to walk out that calling from God yeah, that's so good. And I can't hear you read Jeremiah without thinking of Psalm 139. Oh, yeah. You know, we're fearfully yeah. and wonderfully that's made. Right. We're knit together in our mother's womb. Yeah. That, you know, God really did know what he wanted to create you for before he created you. That's, right. that's what you were saying. You know, yeah. like he created us with the purpose already in mind. It wasn't like he made you and was like, oh, what do I do with this Abigail? Like, right. no, like he already knew what, yeah. what he was calling you to. And, yeah. and it's so good because that's true for you. On the other side of that screen, you have a purpose. No matter what the narrative has been in your life in the past, what other people have said about you not being here, that you don't matter, that you yeah. weren't wanted, that all those things are not true because you would not be here without God allowing you to be here. That's right. And you wouldn't have created you without a purpose in mind because yeah. you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You were knit together in your mother's womb. And mm -hmm. so God calls some of us, you know, right away and mm -hmm. makes it clear. Mm -hmm. All of us have a purpose. But some of us find it out right away. And that's yeah. what you're saying, a calling from birth. Yep. Some of us, it, it happens a little bit over time. Right. There's a growing awareness. That's the second one, is a growing awareness that it comes with, with time. And yeah. I think of Joseph when I think of this. There's a few examples that we looked at. But Joseph, 
you know, it's a great story. It's like the whole second half of Genesis, basically, or the last 40% mm -hmm. of the book. You can spend some time reading that in your quarantine reading. It's just <laughs> Genesis 30 through the end. Yeah. And Joseph's life is crazy. You know, he has, he's, the, he's like favored by his dad. He gets the coat, you know, Technicolor dream coat, you know, the, coat of, <laughs> the coat of many colors. And, um, you know, he has this dream that his brothers are going to bow down and worship him and all these things. And they don't know what to do with that. So they're, they're like a scared of his, his calling and scared of his dream. And so yeah. they push it away, which might be a reality for you, yeah. is that you start to sense what God is calling you to, what your purpose is, and others might not see it. Mm -hmm. It might be like what Abigail was saying, where others are calling it out of you, that they're like, I see this thing, and they prophesy, and they, they call it out of you. Yeah. Others might push it away and say, I, I don't want that because of what it means for me. Mm. And so the brothers were like that. They threw him in a pit, and he gets sold into slavery, and all these things, and over and over. I can't imagine but think that Joseph's wondering, like, what is happening to that dream? Yeah. Like, I'm in prison, yeah. I'm, I'm in a pit, I've been sold, I've been in slavery, all of these things. Yeah. But in the end, he begins to realize that God is using all of that. So check this out. In Genesis 50, 20, his brothers confront him, all these things. He reveals who he is. Um, and he says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. He's like, guys, you intended this for harm, but God knew this was part of my purpose the whole time. Mm -hmm. This is the moment that God has been preparing me for. That even through the prison, right. even through the slavery, even through all of the different roles in the palace, I was being prepared for this. The dream and the purpose that was given early on took years to come to fruition. Yeah. And it didn't take the path that I thought it would. In fact, you know, he's often like in the, in the prison, there has to be a moment where he's thinking this isn't going to happen yeah. anymore. He's worried about getting out when he talks to the baker and the cupbearer and things like that. And so there's sometimes where it feels like, God, I thought you spoke this and I feel like I'm actually moving further from the thing you called me to than closer to it. But you don't know how God is going to use those experiences to bring you to actually so accomplishing his purpose. So, good. so the first so thing good. is like Abigail said, it might be a call from birth. Yeah. But the second thing is, is it might be just a growing awareness that God might uh, speak to you, but you might take a roundabout way to get there, mm -hmm. not knowing that that actually is part of the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it can be a journey. Okay. The third thing is um, walking through open doors, walking through open doors. So I think sometimes God reveals his purpose when you take a step into an opportunity. That's God good. opens doors doors that no man can shut. And he shuts doors that no man can open. Um, you may wonder what is on the other side of this door that I'm being presented with. And you will never know until you walk through the door that God has set before you. And so I think of a great example of um, in the scriptures is Queen Esther. Mm -hmm. Queen Esther was a woman of God who took steps and who walked through doors that God set before her. Without knowing what was on the other side, she risked her life and took steps through the door. So we're gonna look at um, Queen Esther, a little bit of background. So the king um, of that time had put on a beauty pageant because he had kind of fired his other queen um, and he was looking for a new queen. queen. So um, there was a kind of a beauty pageant that was put on and Esther won this beauty pageant. And so that's the first open door, right? Um, a huge door that opened was now Esther all of a sudden became queen. And um, that's she- That's how my calling started. <laughs> I won a beauty pageant, so. <laughs> It's not true. Um, and so God opened the door for her to be in a position where she could save her, her people, the Jewish people. 
And so she was put in a position where she had the king's ear. Um, and so I think she was born for such a time as this. So we look at Esther chapter 4, verse 14. It says, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Esther says, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So um, Esther didn't know what the future held, but she knew that either way she was going to perish because the Jews were um, kind of under attack in this time. And she had an opportunity, an open door um, to step into and to save her people. And so she took that brave step. And um, she did not know what was on the other side of that door, but she kept walking through the next door. And I think that's so powerful. Listen, you will not discover your purpose by sitting down. There is an aspect of movement here where you have to get up and start walking through the doors that God sets before you. Um, we, God is doing His part by giving us open doors often. And sometimes we don't have that bravery or that courage or that movement to walk through them. And I think it's so important to, to not forget this piece of like, God does His part, but we have to do our part too. There's an there's a aspect of obedience here where as we discover our purpose, we need to start walking and, and start moving moving towards those open doors that God has given us. And so I think I see sometimes a lot of people who are kind of waiting around for their purpose to be discovered or to become the next influencer or motivational speaker or worship leader or anything. So many things, whatever career, whatever it is um, that your dream is. And and so I, I think that doesn't happen by sitting down or waiting. It happens a lot of times by getting up and moving and actually running after the vision God has given you, even if you don't see it yet, even if it's not in reality yet. Um, there's an act of movement there. Esther had no idea what was to come and she risked everything for it. Um, but God prevailed and God opened the door and he gave us an opportunity opportunity. He gives us an opportunity. He gave Esther an opportunity to be faithful in it. And so you will never know unless you walk through the door that God has placed before you. So good. So good. I heard Phil Vischer, the creator of VeggieTales, he was giving a a sermon when I was in Bible college and he said, it's a lot harder to steer a parked car. That's so good. He's talking about how, you know, we need to be moving for God to direct us. It's so much easier. That's so often how God works. And, um, Saul, who we're actually going to talk about in point four in a second, who becomes Paul. Yeah. Paul is like, I'm going. I'm going to this this island. We're going to be a missionary. And, you know, if it's not what the Holy Spirit wants, he'll, like, redirect us. And they get shipwrecked and all these things. But there's an aspect of just, like, going for it. Like, if you feel like that's where God's leading, then then he'll make it clear yeah. if you're hearing him correctly or not. You that's know, right. He'll open or he'll close the doors. Because right. he, he's the one who can open doors that no one else can that's and close right. doors that no one else can. Mm-hmm. And so we need to trust and just start moving in that direction. So good. So good. good. All right. The last one is a God encounter, a God encounter or that moment that's just like suddenly. um, And for that, you know, I just mentioned I was going to talk about Saul and Saul is a persecutor of Christians. He hates Christians. In fact, it was actually before they were called Christians. They were just called followers of the way, Mm -hmm. um, followers of Jesus. And, you know, so he was actively trying to kill Christians. Um, You know, he, he was, glad Stephen was dead, the first martyr, and he just wanted to see the way, the movement stop. And so there's this passage in Acts 9, in six verses, I'm going to read it. It says, meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats, such an intense language, murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him 
for the letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, any followers of Jesus, whether men or women, he didn't care, he's going to kill everybody, mm. he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. Suddenly. Some of us need that suddenly moment. Mm. And the light flashed from heaven around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Which I love because, you know, he says, who are you, Lord? Saul asked, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. And Jesus isn't like, you know, you're persecuting my people. He says, you're persecuting me. Because yeah. we are the body of Christ. We're, we're his hands and feet. We're his body. And so when um, he's hurting Christians, he's hurting Jesus. And so he says, I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. He had a suddenly moment where he was called, like he was going one direction, actually like hating and killing Christians. And suddenly Jesus was like, no, this isn't the purpose of your life. This isn't what you're created for. This isn't your calling. You're actually called to reach the Gentiles and um, open up the family of God and be an apostle. And so it's such a cool story of, of something changing in a moment. And some of us, that is our story. That's part of my story. I, I had a moment where God spoke to me and it was confirmed by other people and all of these things. And I was just waiting for that time to come, waiting for God to say, go, now is the time. Mm. And then I had another moment uh, years later where I was praying and seeking God and all of a sudden he just like showed up in such a powerful way. I woke up from sleeping after I had been praying and seeking him in the word. And it wasn't like when you wake up and you're afraid or you're waking up and having a bad dream or waking up having a fever, but I did wake up and I was like sweating and I was like burning. And I knew it was God though, because I felt such peace and such joy. And I was just, I felt like it was a moment where it was like a suddenly moment. And this is the thing about suddenly moments is God is a creative God and he doesn't often do them the same way. Hmm. We don't see another moment where he calls um, Saul, another Saul by, by having a moment on a road. And, you know, he had the burning bush Moses moment with Moses and he's creative. He has these suddenly moments, but they're often different. So I don't know what it might be like for you but we believe that you have a purpose yeah. we're confident we know you have a purpose yeah. and whether God reveals it in one of these four ways or a combination of them or mm -hmm. something totally different mm -hmm. we know he wants you to walk in it mm -hmm. he's not trying to keep it secret from you maybe it's something that you already knew from a young age as a child as Abby was talking about or maybe it's something that was spoken, but you're still kind of d discovering what is happening. You know, it's unfolding as it goes like Joseph. Or maybe it's like Esther and you're created for such a time as this that you felt like, I don't know why I, I'm lucky or I don't know why I'm being blessed or I don't know why this door is open. There's a reason that those doors have opened for you. That's not on accident. God has influence that he's given you to use for such a time That's right. as this. Or maybe you're going to have a suddenly moment. Mm -hmm. And I would love if some people had a suddenly moment this morning. Yeah, yeah. I would love if God spoke to you in a moment right now and just gave you a peace in your heart or, or spoke to you or something happened where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is what I was created for, yeah. that he would just speak to you in such a clear way. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, and you know, it doesn't have to look like it did for Dane and I. No. It doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden called into ministry or you're called to be a missionary to Africa or right. this some sort of hyper-spiritual um, situation. Your calling can be, can it, it varies greatly because we're all part of the body of Christ. So it right. all looks really differently. Maybe you um, have a natural musical ability and God has gifted you with that and he's called you to that and maybe you're called to lead people to a place of worship. Or maybe you have a gifting of serving and it's just natural for you. You love gathering people around the table and serving them that way. Um, or maybe you are a nurse and you're serving people in that way. And that's a calling and that's a purpose. And so it can look so different and it's not even always a career. It can be um, outside of that. And so um, we believe we all have purpose to walk out um, in our daily lives, in our normal lives, even within our careers, but also inside of the church and inside of our communities and inside of our families and inside of our neighborhoods. So um, this is this is an identity situation where yeah. when we find purpose in God, it, cre- it solidifies who we are in Christ and it, and it um, clarifies our vision to make a difference, which we'll talk about right. next So week. often it is not a career or a specific thing or mm-hmm. that sort of thing. It's more like if there was a mission statement for your life. Yeah. And that can be lived out in your career, but it can also be lived out in your home and in your neighborhood and in your church and things like that. Like what is God's purpose for you? Mm-hmm. Not as a career, not as those things, but as a person, yeah. as a follower of Jesus. Because maybe you're supposed to stay right where you are. You know, Joseph ended up being living out his purpose in a political way. That's right. And so maybe it is in a school, maybe it's in the medical field, maybe it's in the nonprofit sector, maybe mm-hmm. you're maybe you're a CEO or a manager, maybe it's, you know, um, an auto mechanic, whatever it might be, God is calling you to live out your mission statement in that place. Mm-hmm. What would it be like for Jesus to have the job that you have? Yeah. And so I think, you know, it's powerful when we live this out. A large part of our mission, mm-hmm. our purpose is to help you find your purpose. That's right. You know, it says that pastors, teachers, prophets, evangelists, all those people, they're there to equip the church for the work of the ministry which means our purpose is to help you be functioning and moving in your purpose so Mm -hmm. that you can make a difference. Because think about it. If we said 87% of people aren't living out their purpose, what if we change that? That's right. What if Hope Culture Church was full of people who knew what they were created for? They knew God. They found freedom because it's hard to see what's ahead of you when you're focused on what's behind you. We need some freedom. We need some freedom. And then we need to discover what is our purpose. And when we live it out, we will make a difference. It It will change the world. Yeah. It'll change our homes, yeah. our business places. It'll change everything that's if right. we're functioning that way. That's so that's right. why we exist. That's why the, our church exists is because we want to help people move through these four steps. Mm-hmm. Because if we're all making a difference, it'll help people find hope. That's right. It'll help people pay, take their next step in following Jesus. So that's our heart. Mm-hmm. So two things. One, if you want this, if you want to live the purpose God's created you for, which is better than whatever purpose you, you made up on your own, trust mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're doing the thing you're created for, that's when you find joy. Mm-hmm. We talked about that in the beginning. Yeah. If you want that, it starts with knowing God. You can't skip the first steps. You need a relationship with Him. So, so start there. Just come to Him and be like, God, I need you. I, I want a relationship with you. I've fallen short of your standard. Mm-hmm. Please forgive me my sins. Make me brand new on the inside. Fill me with your spirit. I want new life in you. Mm-hmm. Jesus calls it being born again. You need a brand new spiritual yeah. life. 
with him. So start there, pray. If that's you today, send us a Facebook message or reach out. We'd love to pray with you and, and connect with you. Mm -hmm. For those of us who've already done that and we're starting to walk in freedom and discover our purpose, ask yourself some questions. We do this in Growth Track too, just to get to know you a little bit. But yeah. what are your natural giftings and abilities? What are your spiritual gifts? What are the things that um, you're drawn to? Mm -hmm. What are the things that annoy you? Mm -hmm. We've talked about this. Sometimes mm -hmm. you're anointed for what annoys you. Yeah. If there's something that always sticks out, maybe you're, you're created to fix that That's thing. right. That's maybe right. you're created to fix that problem. And so ask yourself some of those questions. And we have some more discussion questions we'll talk about later. But we really wanted to both end by praying for you yeah. and praying that God would make it so clear what your purpose is, what he's created you for. Because when we're all doing that, it's going to change everything. That's right. That's right. So you want to pray first? Let's pray. Yes. All right. Okay. Jesus, we love you so much, and we are so grateful that you have created us on purpose and for a purpose. God, I pray that right now some people across this screen would have a suddenly moment where, yes. God, you just speak their purpose into them and you um, speak over them why you created them and what you created them for. God, I know that many of us already know our purpose. God, would we have courage to walk it out? Would you open doors for us that no man can open and would it bring you glory, God? Um, I pray for that boldness and that courage, that empowerment for people to be able to walk out um, their purpose and their calling. God, I thank you so much that we are each uniquely made. I pray that we, be, we would be a fully functioning body of Christ, that Hope Culture Church would be people that would know their purpose, know their identity, and really impact our communities, our neighborhoods, our families, and our world um, because of that, in Jesus' name. Yes, and God, we pray that you would just make it so clear what each of us is called to that you'd make it abundantly clear what our mission is, what our purpose is as individuals. God, that we'd have confidence in your calling. God, that we wouldn't believe the lies that others have spoken about us or that we've told ourselves. Like Jeremiah saying, I'm too young. Or, or maybe somebody who's sitting there saying, I'm too old. Or I've done this. Or this has happened to me. Or I missed my opportunity. God, would you put those things aside? And would we just trust you that if this is what you're calling us to, then this is what is best for us and this is what we're supposed to be doing god would you give us confidence would you give us boldness would you just give us an assurance and a peace god i pray that the church would rise up to be all that she's created to be that we would be your hands and feet and everything in between god that the body would be fully functioning knowing its purpose and calling in jesus name mm -hmm. amen amen thanks so much for watching with us today i hope that's helpful as you're discovering your purpose. I can't wait for next week. I've already been working on the message for make a difference. That's where this is all headed, making a difference. We're excited for it. So as we wrap up this morning, we're going to have some discussion questions on the screen in just a minute. But first, I wanted to say thank you. Thank you to everybody who's been generously giving. We've been able to do more compassion-related things in the last month than ever in the life of our church. We've provided more meals and groceries and benevolence than ever before, all while still maintaining um, giving to missions and church planning and things like that. So thank you guys. You've been so generous and we love it. Our church is truly making generous. a difference. Yeah. So you guys are awesome. I also wanted to say, um, as you're doing these questions, maybe journal them or reflect on them in your own time or call a friend over zoom or talk to your family mm -hmm. here's a couple of them how has god used passions or dreams to grow your awareness of your purpose your passions and dreams those things that you naturally already have or how has god opened doors on your behalf and what has the outcome been when if ever have you encountered god and how did it change your life
some great things to think on alone or in community. We hope that as you, as you think about those, you'll start to get a clearer picture of what God is calling you to. We love you all. Don't hesitate to reach out. We're here for you. If you need anything, send us a message. We'll call you and pray with you. We hope you have a blessed week.